Welcome to Animals to the Max. I'm your host, Corbin Maxey. This show is about animals and the people who dedicate their lives to them. And welcome everybody back to another episode of the Animals to the Max podcast. I'm your host, Corbin Maxey. Thank you so much for listening. Okay, I have a confession, a serious confession. I am dying to go back to Africa. This January marks 10 years since I've been to Africa. I actually was able to go to Kenya for my first time 10 years ago after I graduated college. And I am just literally, I'm getting that Africa bug as I record this intro in my podcast studio. I have a leopard picture on my wall hanging, a leopard just hanging out literally in a big giant baobab tree. And I'm just, I'm getting the itch. And I was kind of going through Instagram and I noticed two of my friends just got back from Kenya. You might know my friends, Zookeeper Johnny and Zookeeper Andy. If you are familiar with them or, or you're not, please go and follow them on Instagram. They have great accounts and they recently just got back from Kenya and I sent them a DM right away after I found out they had gone to Kenya and gone to all the amazing parks like Maasai Mara, Samburu, Amboseli National Park, Lake Navasha. I said, listen, you girls have to come on the show and let me know what it's like because a lot of people right now in this day and age are a little hesitant to go to Africa due to the pandemic. A lot of people might assume that Africa is dangerous. And I just asked them all the questions. I also asked them straight up, how much was it? Like, I want to know what, like, you know, what the steps were to go to Africa during this time. They just got back. So if you have ever wanted to go to Africa or you think like, oh, maybe it's in my cards, maybe not, listen to this interview. I promise they will convince you that you will want to go to Africa and book a trip to Kenya. I just loved hearing all of their stories, seeing wild animals. I'm super jealous. If you've been following or listening to this show for a while, you'll know that I love leopards. I'm obsessed with leopards and yet I have never seen leopards. Well, it turns out these two saw, I think like five or six leopards. They saw a leopard on a kill. They saw multiple lions, elephants. They saw black rhino, cheetahs, hornbills, like everything you could imagine they saw. It sounded like the perfect Africa trip. And they just, you know, they, they give all the insight, the stuff I want to know. I asked them their favorite parks, their favorite animal encounters, which park maybe they would not return to, all of that insight. So once again, if you're traveling or planning a trip to Africa, this is the podcast for you. Before we get to that, as always, please make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you listen to the podcast, whether if that's on iTunes or Spotify, make sure to give us a review. I also encourage you to join our Patreon page where you will be able to listen to exclusive after show interviews. The after show allows you to get the full interview. In this after show, I talk to Johnny and Andy. We talk more, of course, about Africa. And Johnny talks about an amazing experience with a whale shark. You will have to tune into the after show to hear that. Once again, all you have to do is head on over to 
patreon.com slash animals to the max. I would like to say hello to our new Patreon member, Audrey. Audrey, thank you so much for joining our Patreon community. I also encourage you to follow me on my social channels at Corbin Maxi on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. YouTube, we just hit 1 million subscribers. So if you are listening and you watch our YouTube videos, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. It has just been a dream come true. Before we get to the interview, I also want to note that Andy actually joined the Skype conversation about seven minutes in. So we're going to start off talking with Johnny and you'll hear Andy pop in at that seven minute mark. With that said, let's talk Africa. Johnny, welcome to the show. Thank you. You're too kind. (laughs) Thanks for the invite again. Yes. Thank you so much. And by the way, listeners, I encourage you to check out Zookeeper uh, Johnny's episode we did. What was it last year we did the podcast? Yeah, I think it was in 2020, maybe. I don't know. It was a while ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. I'll put the (laughs) links in the show notes. And we will also be joined which via Skype, which we're going to be waiting in live time with uh, Zookeeper Andy as well. And she's going to join the Skype conversation a little later on. But we thought, why don't we just kick it off now with Zookeeper Johnny? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How have you been? I have been fantastic. Uh, pretty great. How have you been? Good. Although, can I be completely honest? What? <laughs> Are you ready for it? I was looking at your Instagram and got so jealous. It was like one of those things where I looked through Instagram. And was like, oh my God, they're both in Africa. And I was like, oh <laughs> no. I was like, oh, I have to have them on the show. I was so excited for you. It was a dream. I just like, I don't, after 2020, like obviously it kind of sucked for everybody. And then 2021, still things have been not great, but surprisingly it's been an amazing year. And one of that, that one main thing that really made the year was being able to go to freaking Kenya. Oh, and you went to, (laughs) you went to all the places I went to. So it was like, I looked at your Instagram. I was like, oh my God, like, (laughs) it's so awesome. It was just like reliving, you know, through your, you know, through your Instagram. It was so cool. That's awesome. How long ago did you go? So this is what's going to hurt. Are you ready for it? This, (laughs) (laughs) this year marks 10 years since I've been to Kenya. 10 years. Wow. Wow. It's too long. Like what? (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's that's a long time. Yeah. It was amazing. It really was amazing. So you were able, you went to a lot of the same places that we had gone? Yes, a lot of the same places. And I want to hear it all from you because I I really want to go back to Africa, but people are like really scared about traveling during the pandemic. And I want to like, how long did you guys book this trip? Was this a spur of the moment or was this something that you planned years in advance? Fill me in. (laughs) Okay, so first I honestly never thought I would ever be able to go someplace like Africa because it's expensive. Um, and being a zookeeper, like, obviously we don't make the money to be able to do stuff like that generally. Um, but it was, so I would always assume like if I were going to do that, it would take years. I would have to plan it for years, save money for years, but it ended up being a spur of the moment. Um, so yeah, we, I think we booked the trip. So we left, we went the first or second day of November and I think we all booked it in june or july so it was like very very fast yeah yeah so one of the girls that um is now my friend one of the girls that works with andy gets she went to kenya i think when she was still in high school maybe college 
and she absolutely loved it. So she also loves to travel. Um, so she has like notifications when uh, flights are on discount or get really cheap. And so apparently she got alerted that it was super cheap to go to Kenya in October and November. And her and Andy and their friend Shay, I think it was the three of them had bought tickets. And I was just hanging out and I got a phone call from Andy and she was like, oh my God, you have to buy a ticket to Kenya because we're all going. And so I had just started a second job where I made a lot more money than my other job I had recently had. And I actually had the spare money in my savings account. So I was like, okay. And I bought the ticket. And then I don't think we had set plans on what we were actually doing until probably a month or two before we even got there. Oh my God. That is so, you know what? First of all, I love that you just went at the spur of the moment because life is so short. Like screw waiting two years. Just, I, you know, it's just like life is short. Do it. Why not? Yeah. I feel like growing up, I think like most kids, like your parents are like, you know, like take your time doing these things and blah, blah, blah. And there are a lot of people that are like, yes, like seek life, how it comes or whatever, just like do spur of the moment things. Um, And I think the older I've gotten, the more that's come out of me. Like I want to do this. I'm just going to do it now. Um, And so somehow going to Kenya, that worked out. That is so cool. You know, you almost had it better than me because when I went to Africa, I went right after I graduated college through Boise State. My professor would take us to Africa. And I remember like I booked it months in advance. So I was like waiting every day. I'd wake up and like look at my Africa, like my Kenya map and the park map like every day. And I was like so excited. So it's almost kind of cool with you. You just were like, you know what? You didn't really have that much lead time, but heck, you're going. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was so amazing. And it was nice because um, one of the girls, she had booked the rest of it for us through a travel agent. Mm. Um, and so she kind of like, they gave us options. And so we kind of looked over it and we all did a big Zoom call because um, there were six of us and four of them all live in Cincinnati, Ohio. So like they would all get together and then they have to Zoom me in and our friend Rebecca who me and Andy used to work with in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'd kind of go through everything and see what was going on. And then we kind of decided and we got an itinerary, but I also kind of like surprises. So I didn't study the itinerary too much. So like I was still kind of surprised by the stuff that we were doing and where we were going. I yeah. love that. That's a great, that is an amazing tip actually. And yeah, that is really good. So I remember when we went for my first time going to Africa, we were going to Lake Navasha. And I remember I wasn't really, I don't know, I was more excited to go to the Maasai Mara where like all the Serengeti stuff happens. And I did not look up Lake Navasha, this or that. And it was such a pleasant surprise to get there and be just so taken aback with how beautiful that was, you know? And it's almost, I think it's almost best if you don't do a bunch of stuff just because you don't want to set your expectations too high. Oh, hey, thanks for having me. Okay, I'm so sorry. You were about to go to bed, and I, we basically woke you up and said, listen, we want to talk <laughs> Africa, so can you please come on the I mean, podcast? I can't. I can't turn that down, you know. <laughs> I was ready to talk about Africa and how awesome our trip was. <laughs> yeah, I was just telling Johnny, I just loved, you know, looking through your Instagram and seeing the photos of Kenya, and it just... 
Gosh, and, and by the way, listeners, if you had not had a chance, please check out Zookeeper Andy. We did, uh, we've actually done a couple podcasts with her, and I'll put the links in the show notes. But I'm so happy to get you both back, two of my favorite keepers, back on the show. <laughs> yes, and I love how you have an Africa. What do you have? An elephant in the background, like a yeah. I do. I got this when I got my first zoo job in uh, Texas. I found it at TJ Maxx, and it's nice. been in all of my houses and apartments since. So. Nice, <laughs> very Texas, very nice. So, Andy, we were talking. How long did you plan this Africa trip? Johnny said she got her ticket like back in July. Yeah, it was not a long time. Yeah. No, uh, some of my other friends who I had gone to Alaska the year before with. Um, we kind of manically decided to get tickets and then all the planning just happened very quickly after that. Um, it was more just like, all right, who can we get to come with us? Who is going to have fun in Africa on safari with little to no notice and drop everything to go travel around with people they haven't even met before. But I think Johnny and I were the only ones that actually knew everybody on the trip. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Which was nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot traveling yeah, exactly. in groups. What were you going to say, Johnny? Yeah. Yeah. I was saying the girl that I told you that me and Andy worked with in Texas, she didn't know anybody other than me and Andy. Oh yeah. man. So it was, it was a good group though. I mean, it ended up working out really great. We had a, six of us and I think, yeah, it started out with just me and then our other two friends, Shay and Faith were the ones who originally booked it. And then I think we got, I think we got you in pretty soon after Johnny. I think you called me the same day or the next day. Yeah. Cause I was like, Johnny would love this. <laughs> Yeah, that is so awesome. Okay, I, I just, I, this might be too personal, but how much were the flights to Kenya? We have to know. Like 600 No. Yeah. That's why, we, that's yeah. why we bought them, because they were yeah. so cheap. No. No. That's what happened. What? There was this insane deal on flights, and so we literally just booked them that day. No. Okay, I paid like over two grand. I've been to Kenya twice and yep. had to pay two grand per ticket and work my butt off yep. all summer long doing horrible jobs. Oh, my God. $600? Yeah. I just Round spent that much. I We just spent that much at Costco the other day. I How? I can't <laughs> even believe that. So that's why it happened real quick. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. Were they horrible flights though? Because did you have to like stay, stop in the Middle East? Or were they like, okay, because sometimes you can find a great flight, but then it's like, oh, you have to stop in Somalia for, and it's like, oh no. No, they were fine. We flew to Atlanta first and then Atlanta to Paris and then Paris to Nairobi. So it was easy peasy. I mean, well, it sucked. It was really long, but you know, for six hundred bucks, what are you gonna do? Yeah. And also, when Andrew left left part of ourselves behind in in Paris. Oh, oh, I was so mad. I left my favorite hat in the Paris airport. I've had that hat since I was like a freshman in college, and I left it in the airport. Yeah. Oh. It's traveling the world with me, yeah. and I left it there. Oh. And they were making fun of me because on the way to Kenya. I bought two pairs of sunglasses that I loved and I bought them for Kenya and I left them in the Paris airport on the way to, they made fun of me. And then Andy left her hat on our way back in Paris. Oh no. How did you leave a hat? Did you fall asleep in the airport? I don't know. I think, I think it was on the plane. I think it fell off on the plane because I have a picture with it on my head and then I don't have any, I, I don't know where it is. Is, isn't isn't that weird how you have something like a hat which isn't like monetarily something like really valuable but it's there's so much sentiment to it you know yeah yeah for sure but okay here's the thing here's my theory it was a michigan hat right and so michigan hadn't been in the final four since my freshman year of college when i got the hat so i think the fact that i lost the hat 
is why they ended up being in the final four. So, you know, I mean, fine. there you go. You win some, you lose some. That's awesome. Helping out Michigan there. That is so crazy. How I'm long done. was your layover in Paris? No, wasn't nine hours? Was it nine hours? No, the flight was nine hours. I don't know. I think it was like four or five, maybe. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, it was shorter on the way to Kenya and longer on the way back. Yeah, I think it was like four or five hours when we were coming back home. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't bad. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. People are wondering how long is that flight altogether to get to Kenya? Two days, ish. A little under two days. Yeah. With all the layovers and. In I think we were on planes for like 18 or 19 hours no yeah, yeah? i don't know yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it seemed like a lot. lot of flying it was a lot of flying and we would like lose we lost track of the days it was nuts yeah it's it's nice but, though with technology you have like tv screens and stuff like that you can watch movies the whole time yeah yeah that was nice i did a lot of reading also like johnny knows because she's also tall like you never realize how tall you really are until you have to sit in a plane for 18 hours <laughs> and i'm like oh i just can't sleep on planes so it actually helped a lot with like getting to the time change because i hadn't slept for two days so then as soon as we got to nairobi it was dark it was bedtime i just went straight to bed and got yeah. right on nairobi time and the same thing happened on the way back because i was like not sleeping for three days so here we go oh that's <laughs> awesome and how many shots did you have to get before you went to kenya <laughs> a lot i was telling you i was like a freaking pin needle last year like i got so many shots that's the most shots i've gotten since i was like a baby like the one time i went to the <laughs> urgent care i got like my flu shot my covid booster my yellow fever i was like this is <laughs> This is ridiculous. Oh my gosh. So how many though? Like that's a lot. I remember getting a lot of shots too, but I just, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I did that. And then also typhoid, I think. And mm. then we took malaria pills. Um, I already had rabies from when I went to South Africa. Yeah. And I don't, I couldn't remember if I had hep A. So I also got hep A when I was there. Mm. But I mean, all getting all those vaccinations costs almost as much as our plane tickets yeah, did. they were expensive. <laughs> it was a lot. Oh, that's something yeah, good to know. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's good to know. Now, did you have to show them, did they require you to be vaccinated from COVID-19 or did they do with masks? What, what was that like? Yeah. So we had to apply for a Kenyan visa. And so we had to have that. And then we also had to have our COVID card and have it uploaded online and then like show it to the agents like when we were boarding the plane in Paris to get to Kenya. Really? And so then on the way back. And then, oh, they also made us show it once we landed as well, going through security in Kenya. Really? So yeah. if you want to go to Kenya, you will need to get the vaccination. Oh, yes. yes. And if you want to come back into the States. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know if, I didn't know if they required like a negative test or not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We had to get tested before, which then Andy was panicking because hers didn't come back till the middle of the night before we left to go to Kenya. Yeah. And then they sent these people out to the Masai Mara to test us. In the us. middle of, like, the bush. Just yeah. <laughs> so that we could go back to the U.S. <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy. So tell me, so your first time arriving, you get there at night. What was that like, just your first, you know, being in Kenya for the first time? Well, it was the first time, Johnny, you've ever been to Africa. Yeah. I had, I had been to South Africa before, so 
I mean, obviously it was still super exciting, but it, I didn't. It didn't hit me. I wasn't getting excited about this trip until we actually landed because I was actually supposed to have gone to Namibia um, earlier this summer for my grad school program, and it got canceled like three days before I was supposed to leave. So I was like, I'm not getting my hopes up until I like actually land. Oh, <laughs> so that's I smart. I still can't believe that we went. Um, so yeah, I was obviously very thrilled, but um, Africa's amazing. It's like my favorite place. So. <laughs> I don't think it really hit me till. Alexa, stop. Oh, is Alexa take the dog? Oh, <laughs> I thought you had a roommate named Alexa. I was like, oh, nice. <laughs> oh, be quiet. Um, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, yeah, I don't think it hit me until we were like the next day because we got there at night, um, and it was really cool. But like, you're at the airport, and when you're at the airport, there are always like all these different kinds of people. Um, well, I don't know. I guess driving. The driving was, I think, when all of us were like, wow, we're not in the U.S. It was insane. But, like, if we were, if people drove that way in the U.S., there would be accidents everywhere. Oh. People actually oh, yeah. know how Originally, to Originally, when you were planning the trip, we were like, oh, we can, like, just rent a car and drive ourselves. And no. that first night, we were like, absolutely not. Thank goodness we did not what? do that. Yeah. What did, what, did you guys? We were just an at the airport. Oh my god! Yeah, the driving is insane. Did you stay at a at a hotel or an Airbnb in Nairobi? We had yeah. So our friend Faith had been to Kenya before, so she um, booked us with this place. It was like a, it was kind of like a hotel, but they had individual like little cabins and tented cabins and stuff. Um, that was like forty minutes outside of Nairobi. So we stayed there for the first two nights. Um, which was nice. It kind of, we had our first day kind of, we didn't really have anything planned, which when we were planning it, I was kind of sad. Cause I was like, Oh, I feel like we're wasting a day, but it actually was really nice because we kind of got to just like ease ourselves into the trip and got to do some really good, like, um, shopping and, uh, <laughs> our friends spent a lot of money shopping. shopping. We didn't know how to haggle for prices. And uh, it, would, it was her first time she'd ever been out of the country. Um, so she, she was really shell-shocked um, with all of that. But <laughs> oh. <laughs> she spent so much money. Oh, no. Did you tell her that you have to haggle? Like, you can tell. She didn't know. We just showed up. And then they're so skilled. Like, they know, like, to separate everybody. And each person, like, gets their own, like, salesperson. And so, like, you're all separated. And they're, like, grabbing stuff. And then they take you away to, like, haggle. And she didn't, she didn't know any of this. And... They take you away to like haggle for prices and she didn't haggle at all. She was just like, Oh, this is how much it costs. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> they, they, they like freaked out. They all like got pictures with her and like, we're all, they would give her like extra gifts because they were so excited. And we actually went back to that same shop on the last day and they all remembered her and like freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's probably the most they've made in like a day. Like they're probably yeah. eating, eating well that night. I'm sure. Oh my gosh. So did you did you guys go to Nairobi National Park? Um, technically yes, but we didn't it was only through the Sheldrake Orphanage, like we were mm. in Nairobi National Park. So we didn't spend a day to go there. Um we were debating it, but we ended up deciding to go to what did we pick instead of it? Lake Naivasha, maybe? Lake Naivasha. Um instead of yeah. Um I think there was an option to do it the first day too, instead of the shopping and stuff. Yeah, we were, yeah, and we were thinking about it, but, like, we were also, like, it would have cost us, like, another, like, hundred bucks or something, and we were all, mm -hmm. had already spent a lot of money <laughs> on this trip, so I think we, that was kind of what we decided to do instead, was to not, um, do that national park that day, but, Timber! <laughs> <laughs> no worries. 
<laughs> um, it was crazy though too, cause that second day, so we spent the first day and did the shopping and we went to um, a museum, which I can't remember it was called. Karen Blixen. Yes, the Karen Blixen Museum, which was really cool. Um, but the next day when they actually, our new driver came to pick us up to take us out um, to, where did we go first? Amboseli. Amboseli. Um, we were driving down the highway along the national park there, the um, Nairobi National Park. That was where we saw the first buffalo. Um, and See, we were like already checking off our big five, just like driving down the highway. I think I have the list because I started making a list in my phone. I was like, I'm going to record yeah. all the animals we see. We I think saw... it lasted like three days and I was like, <laughs> I can't keep track of this. Yeah. But it was crazy because we, yeah, we saw a buffalo and we're like, oh, there's the first one. We saw a secretary bird out in the park while we we're just driving down the highway. Oh, yeah, okay. here, Nairobi National Park. We saw impala, ostrich, water buffalo, zebra, egrets, and wildebeest. Oh, <laughs> my. that is so cool. I remember <laughs> f I, driving and we saw giraffe. And it was so weird because, like, you see giraffe in Nairobi National Park and then you have skyscrapers across the way. It's, yeah. like, the craziest thing. Yeah, it's it's very unique. It's it's so cool that it's, like, so close to such a huge metropolis. Like. <laughs> It really is. So I, I have a question about your driver. So they, they don't have Uber there. So what do you, I mean, did you have to pre-plan a driver? Did you have a, a driver for your whole trip or how did that work? Yeah, so we had a driver through the company that um, we went through, which was Go to Africa is I think what it was called. Um, yeah. But yeah, so they set it all up with a separate um, tour company that was in um, Kenya. So we had one driver, his name is Evans. Um, the freaking so best ever. He is the best. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was so cool because he was with us. So like he, the four by four that he drove us around in was also the one that we would like pop up for the safari and stuff. So like it was that same car, same driver for like the whole two weeks. He came with us everywhere. He like stayed in all the hotels with us, but it's obviously insane. Like how he, they are so skilled, the the safari drivers there because he knows his way. He had no GPS. He knows his way around every single national park. He knows more animal facts than anyone I've ever met. Like he can just, he can do wonders. I, I'm, I'm amazed yeah. by how awesome he is and how great of a job he did. So yes, we got to just hang out with him for two weeks, which was really cool. <laughs> yeah. That is so awesome that he just, that he accompanied you and he was, he was, so he was basically your driver and your safari guide. Yep. 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 Yeah. So yeah, they go through like, cause we asked him a lot like about like, you know, his background and what he um, decided to do. They have like spe special like schooling for mm -hmm. drivers there. Mm -hmm. um, and so like he, and it's actually pretty rigorous, like the years of schooling that they have to go through and all the tests and stuff they have to take. So like the safari drivers there are like really like high esteem, like in Kenya, like they've, uh, that's a very reputable job to have. Um, and then there is also like drivers and then there's tour guides. So it used to be that like you would have a driver um, and a tour guide that would like travel around with you. But then like, I think a lot of it was COVID, but also just to kind of save costs, like they just started only having drivers that are also your tour guides. And so Evans, he was one of the ones that was like skilled enough that he could do that role of like two people basically. So we just, just had Evans with us for the whole time. So yeah, it was pretty cool. That is awesome. And it's all about your guide too. You want to make sure you have someone friendly and someone who's knowledgeable. Cause could you imagine if he wasn't nice? Oh, that would have sucked for two weeks. Uh, he seriously was the best. And it was like, I think of all the drivers out there, like he was the popular one. You would just hear everyone like get on the radio and you'd hear his name over and over and over again. He was constantly on the radio chattering 
or I don't, he just was like ridiculous the whole thing. I think we have to tell him about like the reason why Evans is so insane. (laughs) Freaking Evans. Where where were we? Were we in? This was our last park. We were in Mara. Yeah. So um, basically in Kenya, as I'm sure you know, they don't allow you to like drive, do night drives after dark. Um, So all of the safari vehicles have to get out before the sun sets. But dusk and dawn are like the best times for viewing wildlife and especially like carnivores and stuff. So like we're always kind of rushing to get there. And we got this call about this pride of lions. And so I think there was like maybe 30 vehicles or something that all rushed to see this huge pride of lions. I don't even know how many there were. There was like one patch of them that was like five or six. And then there was like a few more. And we didn't realize this, but there was also some just like hiding kind of in a ravine as well. Lions. Um, and so the sun starts setting. And so there, a lot of the cars start leaving and start leaving. And so there's the four by four vehicles, which is like what we're in. And then there's also these kind of like bus minivan things that kind of look like VW buses which are definitely not four by four capabilities. Um, But so you could either like go take the round way out um, that we all came to get in, but obviously that was gonna take longer. So a lot of these four by fours cut like right up, they drove like right next to the lions. And then there was this little like ravine to get through and basically cut out. So like all these cars started doing this, like we do it too. Like, oh my gosh, we're so close to the lions. (laughs) And then we get like Like, up the hill. So close to the lions, so So close. close. We get up to the like top of the hill and Evan stops the car. I'm like, what's going on? And all the cars just leaving, 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 leaving. And we look back and this one of these vans is like just sitting right by the lions, like in that ravine. And we're like, wait, what? are they stuck? Like, what is going on? And Evans is just doing his thing on the radio, like, you know, being awesome. And then all of a sudden, all the cars keep leaving. Not Evans, turns around, drives back, <laughs> drives back to the, and we're like, what? what are you doing, Evan? It's like, can we not call, like, the rangers here? Like, what? why is this, like, we don't know what's going on. He just keeps driving. And then we get there, and we're, so we're, like, facing the guy in his, in his van, and he starts opening his door to get out, but the lions are, the whole pride is literally right behind him, and Evans yells at him, and he's like, shut the door. I mean, obviously, he told us this later, but it was not in English. He told him <laughs> to shut the door. <laughs> but it was, like, very obvious. He was like, no. Yeah. He's like, yeah. not you, me. <laughs> We're like, Evans, you are not getting out of the car right now with the, all of these lions. And then slowly we see that, like, some of them start, like, getting up and, like, looking. And then we yeah. notice some that are, like, more in the river, in the ravine. And, like, it's almost, like, 360 lions. Like, <laughs> and we're like, this is insane. And he just gets out in his Nike slides, just walks to the back of the car. <laughs> we have a video of this. Fate took a video, too. Yeah, we do have a video. It's insane. And he... Meanwhile, all of us are like, okay, so um, who can drive stick shift? Okay, I can drive stick. Um, so like, what can we throw at the lions when they start attacking us? And <laughs> we've got like our cameras, we've got some oranges in the back. Like what, like we're all like, what is going on? And so he just like goes out to the front, puts a chain on the other guy's car and then just like backs it out. Like oh. super, and like pulls the guy to safety. Meanwhile, all the other cars are gone and it's like completely almost dark. And he saved this guy. And, like, oh, so we're just like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And so, like, that night at dinner, we were, like, talking it through with him. And we're like, Evans, you are a crazy person. Like, what What are you doing? How could you do this? And he's like, well, nobody else was doing it. So I had to do it. And, you know, sometimes that's just what you got to do when you're just a man in Africa. You just got to fix Oh, my gosh. 
right, you are crazy. And he's like, no, 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 I was, it was you guys. You guys helped me. You, you helped. And we're like, what do you mean? We did nothing. <laughs> we stared at them. <laughs> you were watching the lions. And we're like, okay, glad that, you know, we were just watching the lions and making sure they didn't kill you. So oh, like, my God. What a nice <laughs> guy. It was not, he literally said, don't get out of the car. And then he got out and shut the door. And we were like, what is he doing? They like, were so close. Insane. We were so close to those lions. It was insane. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I had to go save them because those lions were really hungry and uh, it was getting dark. <laughs> oh, we were like, yeah, you know, oh my gosh. Crazy. And then we had asked him what had happened if no one could get him out. And I think he said that sometimes people just have to basically spend the night in the park in their car and wait for rangers to come <laughs> the next day. Oh, my God. That yeah. is like Jurassic Park stuff right there. What? Yeah. yeah. For real. It was like there was like at least 20 lions and that VW bus was not looking secure. It was not looking secure. <laughs> no. Oh. No. Not trust it was that the one like stacked full of tourists like completely – from wall to wall or i think it was like two people in the car yeah or something. it wasn't a ton it was oh, yeah there was like two tourists with the driver because oh, i think it was it was two ladies and i think one of the ladies asked someone else to get out of the car and they were like no <laughs> it was so weird we we're like what is she talking about but then there evans was getting out of the car wow what a hero <laughs> i wow wow that that's yeah what a incredible story thank god he didn't get hurt or anything that is just yeah because it's yeah i know well and yeah and it was just insane like i he was such a great driver because like he also like he knew we he obviously learned a lot about all of us and knew we were all zookeepers and stuff like that but he also like learned like what each of our like favorite animal was and stuff and he's like I'm gonna I'm gonna make this happen for you, Andy. We're gonna see cheetahs. Like Johnny, I'm gonna let you see a dog or buzzard. Like we're gonna see all the things that you wanna see. And he would like make a call for it and we would be like the first ones there. Like we pulled up to these leopards. <laughs> like, no, a mom they were there. A no, mom in the tree pulled up. And we're just out of nowhere and we're like, what? And like we knew so, they were gonna be there. Yeah, yeah. Just like and he like got there before everybody. So it was so cool because we got to be like the closest to the animals we got to get all the pictures and then obviously he'd call all of the other rangers so like a bunch of cars would come but we were like pretty much always the first ones there which was crazy oh, <laughs> like yeah. it was so cool it was so cool I... and i think that was the time those those were the second ones i think that we had seen but yeah. the first time he had pulled up and we were the first ones and it was the one where they were eating right yeah, yeah. there was there were two of them and one of them had this massive rib cage that had fallen out of the tree and you could see the body strangled up in the tree with the legs hanging it was wild it was nuts i am so okay people travel to africa just to see leopards i have been to africa twice and it was the one animal i didn't see they evaded me oh. and i was in the mara lake navasha i went to oh my god where is the other one? Oh my god the other park um oh my goodness Oh my God. Oh my, I can't even believe it. I'll think about it in a second, but I literally went and did not see leopards. I can't believe yeah. you guys saw, and it was easy. You we said just, five. you saw five. Cause we saw two, two different days. And then we saw one that was wandering around. No, we saw six because we also saw that really fat one that was up in the tree. Do you remember? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. I feel like you guys yeah. are just rubbing it in now. I can't even, okay. <laughs> That is well, it's God. funny because my uh, my boss has been to Africa like so many times, so many times, and like she has seen cheetahs like maybe once or twice, and she was like, "I cannot believe that you guys saw like 
eight cheetahs on your one trip. <laughs> like, that's insane. So, like, we saw the, like, there are only seven cheetahs in Amboseli National Park. And also, like, that park's not fenced, so they, like, roam in and out. And we saw one of them. Wow. This giant Like, that's insane. That's yeah. insane. That is great. So. Th- that Excellent luck. That is excellent. My neck hurt from looking, trying to find leopards. And that park I was thinking about was Lake Nakuru National Park. Did you uh, get Oh, we went there. Did you, oh, did you see leopards? <laughs> we saw lions there, and we saw, that's where we saw our most of the black rhinos. We saw yeah. hanging out four, together. Four black rhinos there. And then the one we didn't pulled have... on, he, yeah, he didn't have ears. Really? We were like, why does his head look so weird? He looks so strange. And then, and then we, like, like he doesn't have ears. ears. No ears. So really? we didn't know what was up with that. And then we asked the rangers on the way out, and they were like, yeah, when he was a calf, uh, hyenas ate his ears off. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. And we, like, they looked him up, and he's, like, a little celebrity in the park because he's the, like, no-eared rhino. <laughs> oh, my. And th- this was a black rhino? Yeah. Yeah. We saw more black rhinos than we did white rhinos. Like, Which is rare because yeah. there's not many black rhinos yeah. left in the world. Nope, nope. Also, like, we, we debunked, like, uh, I wouldn't say a lot, but, like, a good amount of myths yeah. that we have been told about, like, wildlife in Africa. Like, you only see black rhinos by themselves. No. We saw all four of the black rhinos together, like, hanging out together like white rhinos, which was crazy. Uh, giraffes don't sleep laying down. We saw so many giraffes laying down. So many giraffes. Really? It was, yeah, insane. It was insane. What's it? So many cool things. We saw like a lot of um, male lions too, like hanging out together. We saw probably like two or three different like solo bachelor groups of lions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was crazy. Just you, hanging out full of zebra. <laughs> you guys sounds like you guys literally went at just the perfect time too. I mean, and I'm wondering if it's because yeah. you know the end of migration. I mean, it typically starts in June or July, and it lasts till October, November. And I feel like, yeah. you know, November, December is maybe more of their off season. Maybe that's why you guys got killer deals. But it sounds like it was a perfect time for you to visit Africa. Yeah, it was supposed to be the um, short rainy season. Like, when we were about to leave, all the forecasts were saying it was going to rain the whole time we were there. We didn't have any rain (laughs) until the very last day. day. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, Yeah, it just all, a lot of it seemed to be a lot of luck. But um, a lot of it also, I think, obviously, you're going to look at, like, our Instagrams and see all the highlights and see, like, the best things. But the thing is, is, like, the group of us, like, we all wanted to just see as much wildlife as possible. So, like we spent as much time as physically possible just driving through these national parks. Like we spent the whole day, like all morning, we'd have a break when it was super hot in the middle of the day and all night. And like, it's not like hard work or anything, but like, it's definitely takes a certain group of people that's willing and excited to get up every day and sit in a car for like hours, hours and hours and hours and like go for a long time without seeing anything. Um, for two weeks straight. So like, I think that that also was something that really helped us to see all the wildlife that we did as we were all just like so excited about it and like willing to spend our entire time basically just doing game drives. (laughs) Like that's all we did. (laughs) I think one of the other things that kind of helped us was that we, I think we got the point across to Evans very uh, early. Sorry, I'm like sick. Um, Oh no, you're fine. I'll mark it. And so like, (laughs) We saw, he would stop at everything at first, but then we made it very clear, like, 
these are the things we really want to see. So even if something like was kind of cool and anyone else would stop, he would just blow past it because he knew that like the types of things that he needed to get us to, which I think is we didn't have to not necessarily waste our time, but like we didn't have to stop as often. Like, as... We, we'd seen so many warthogs after day one. Yeah. We were like, okay, we don't need to stop every time we see a warthog yeah. or like, yes. we don't yeah, like, so we kind of were able to prioritize, whereas a lot of the, a lot of them would just stop at every wildebeest they saw, every zebra they yeah. were like, no, this is, <laughs> we got a lot of ground to cover here. Yeah. Yeah. I like how you said that you went with a good group. That is truly a miracle in itself because that is, I remember my wife and I went to Yellowstone and we took a friend, we were watching grizzly bears and wolves and she was like, okay, can we go, you know, like, can we go to dinner now? Can we like, can we not? Like, I remember I was crushed cause I was like, are you kidding me? You want to stop looking at these animals and go to dinner? And so we had to please everyone. Oh, I was so mad. And I told, but it, it was like, you have to please everybody. And it's like, that is so awesome that at the beginning that you guys were like, listen, this is why we're here. This is what we want to do. That is so, you guys are so lucky to have had that. Yes. Well, it helped that we were all zoo people. Like, if it wasn't Hello, all animal right. people, like, we probably would have had to face that. So it was nice because we could focus the whole entire trip on the animals. Yeah. Um, and at least most of the places, if we stayed there for two days, the second day, Evans would keep us out the whole day and we would get lunches to go. And there was, I don't know if we were in Samburu or not, but we were, we had just gotten out of the car, getting ready to get out of the car to eat. And then he was like, oh, there's a cheetah or something. Do well, you yeah, guys want to eat? And we're like, no, we don't care. Morning, like driving around for like three hours because <clears throat> he had heard that there was a mother cheetah with her cubs. And like we were, we saw nothing, nothing for like three hours straight. And yeah, and then we finally pulled over for lunch and pulled everything out. And he's like, the cheetah's been spotted. Should we wait? And we're like, no, let's go now. <laughs> yeah. We, we all like threw our lunch in the box. Like, just bouncing around trying to get there as fast yeah. as we can. Oh. That was like one of my favorite sightings for sure. Um, yeah. Was that cheetah? Because it was a mom cheetah with her four cubs, and they were probably about like three or four months old. And yeah, she had definitely just hunt, like hunted that morning. Yeah. She had it was like the fattest cheetah I've ever seen. She had just this oh, huge stomach, massive. huge stomach. Um, and yeah, they were all just snoozing under a tree and we also noticed she was like, kind of like limping a little bit. So we were all like, I mean, you know, us being animal care professionals, like, oh my gosh, is she limping? Like what happened? Did she just like cross her toes? Cause that's something that happens with our cheetahs at the zoo. Sometimes they'll like cross their toes and then it like sprains it a little bit. So they just have to uncross it and then they're fine. So I was like, her toes crossed, what's going on? Um, and we noticed she was like, a little. she was not limping as bad, like by the end of the time. We probably stayed there watching her for almost an hour. Um, mm -hmm. But Evans was telling us that he, he notif notified the rangers about her. And something that they'll do is they'll keep a watch because she has cubs. They'll like watch her and make sure she's doing okay. And if she isn't able to hunt, they'll actually hunt for her so that the cubs and uh, her don't starve. Really? Yeah. In in yeah. in Samburu, you said. Yeah, Samburu. Really, yeah. I, I have, yeah. So they'll hunt. So they'll actually go out and really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which was awesome because, like, I think we're all used to watching like documentaries, like, oh, it didn't eat, and now you just watch it die. Oh, like, those are the worst. But yeah. Documentation, <laughs> yeah, but they were like, well, no, like they, the Rangers don't let that happen if they know about it. And if she has cubs, they like, will take care of her. Yeah. Well, wow. that was I, really cool. I have a question, both being zookeepers, was it, what was it like being keepers and then seeing 
like wild counterparts of animals that you take care of. Because I know Andy, you take care of cheetahs on a day to day basis. Johnny, have you have you worked with cheetahs? I know you've had encounters with them. I worked with cheetahs like very little when I was at Columbus. But I saw a lot of birds there that I work with though. I was very excited. Yeah. So what was that I, like? Um I bawled. I cried <laughs> when I saw the first cheetah. John I have a nice video of her bright red face <laughs> when we pulled up on that first cheetah. Oh. I had been because it was in Ambicelli. We spent three days in Ambicelli. Um, and we hadn't seen them, hadn't seen them, hadn't seen them. And so I was like losing hope. I was like, we're gonna have to wait till they get to the Maasai Mara, because that's like where the biggest population of cheetahs in the world is like that's why i really wanted to go to kenya was to go to the masai mara so mm -hmm. i had basically like given up hope that we were going to see cheetahs until the very end of our trip and then evans didn't tell us because this is also something how evans is so fun because he just like loves to just like get us so excited he didn't tell us what we were going to see but all of a sudden he's just like everyone sit down we're going and we just like start zooming across ambicelli like, he did. So, oh like, what my is gosh. it what is it and like I was in the back and I stand up and everyone's looking they're like, oh, it looks like it's a lion. It's a lion. What is it? And I'm like, it's a cheetah. It's a cheetah. And I just start like crying. I was so excited. I was like, this is the coolest thing in the world. Like seeing this animal that I love and I'm like so passionate about that, seeing it thriving and just living its life out in the wild. It was so cool. It was so cool. Now, was it surrounded? Like, was it surrounded by safari vehicles or what was that like? Yeah, that one. That one was. Um, that cheetah was, that was like one of the ones that Evans definitely got the call after the fact. Um, but it was, everyone's pretty good and like pretty considerate about like giving you space and like not pulling up in front of you or mm -hmm. whatnot. And also like giving the, the animal space and stuff too. Like the, the safari drivers are really good and they also know like that they need to respect the wildlife just as much as like respecting each other. Cause everybody is trying to, you know, have great opportunities and experiences for all of the tourists that they have in their vehicles and stuff. So, um, yeah, that one, like there was definitely a few scenarios where we had like a ton of safari vehicles around us, but for the most part, I would say we were by ourselves for the most And they part. weren't like encircled around the cheetah. Like no. they were all on the road yeah. and the cheetah, which is nice. Like, and it's insane because they have this massive park and there are roads everywhere, but so many of these animals just hang out near the road. So it would kind of lay down and get up and keep going, but it would stay along the road and then lay back down. So it was a road full of vehicles, but there were there was no like encasing in or anything like that. Yeah, yeah that's good. I remember the first uh, big cat that I saw was a cheetah in the Mara. But I remember, what? yeah, I know, right? And it was funny because I went to see the leopard. I saw so many cheetahs. I saw we came across mom with five cubs, and it, I love cheetahs. I think they're amazing, but. For some reason, the leopard was like the cream of the crop. We saw so many cheetahs in the Mara. One of the best places, I would say, if, if you want to see wild cheetahs. But I remember the yeah. safari vehicles were just surrounding this cheetah, and it was like in some shrubs. And I just, it felt so unnatural, and it felt weird to me. I, always, I remember I was almost disappointed, because I guess in my mind... I had that National Geographic, like, you know, that yeah. documentary and you don't see the safari vehicles. So that was my, the first time, and I'm not trying to sound like a brat, but I was like, oh my, oh, I forgot. Oh, I'm sharing this with a bunch of other people, you know? We definitely had a few moments like that with like, yeah. I think a lot more in the morrow. We had a lot more um, cars there, but yeah, I mean, it is, it is kind of weird to like look around and just have all these people just sitting there, just watching yeah. these animals yeah. that, you know, could well, easily. We, we did have fun people watching though too. Oh, yes. So, so much fun people watching. 
we were like trying to take trying to get pictures of these people doing weird things and, like oh god yeah, it was I, that was some time. of the most fun we had <laughs> watching. oh my god! it was busy but it was nice because it was the slow season so yeah, it wasn't think, like crazy yeah and i think also like obviously covid had like a huge impact on tourism and travel and stuff which is why like you know, there was definitely some of the, like, the ethical questions of, like, should we be traveling? Should we be going? And, like, I think part of it was, like, the fact that, like, so many people's livelihoods, like, in Kenya and a lot of these, you know, countries, like, is around tourism and is around, like, all this stuff. And so, like, it was really cool. And this was something that, like, our driver really was trying to, like, hit home to us as well as, like, he would strategically, like, have us stop at places that, like, supported, like, mm. local Maasai villages or, like, local Kenyan people, like, not these, like, big, you know, conglomerates and stuff where a lot of tourists stop. And he's, like, because the money that you're spending here is, like, helping their families. It's, like, helping them in a time that's really been a really hard time with COVID and everything. Um, so that was kind of nice for us. And that's part of the reason we didn't feel bad spending so much money on all our gifts and things that we got as well. Um, but yeah, so that was really cool. And they, everyone, all the Kenyans were just so nice. So nice. The, the first place we stayed at, um, we apparently were like the longest like group of people to stay there like for the whole month or something because we stayed oh, there for like yeah. three or four nights um and so the last night we didn't know what was going on and they just like turn off the lights and then there, you hear all these like drums and singing and they have like this huge cake and candles and they're like going around to all the tables and we thought it was our friend Rebecca's like birthday because we had told them ahead of time like her birthday was going to be on this trip but she had gone to bed early that night so we were like oh my gosh <laughs> they came to do some birthday thing for her and she's not even here we're like who has the next birthday Johnny it's your birthday <laughs> and it wasn't they they came around us and they put this cake on our table and it what did it say it said like thanks uh, for you're welcome back anytime or something like, yeah and it was just like we just welcome want to thank back. you so much for coming and uh supporting us and you come back again like it was so nice yeah <laughs> it, was so nice. it was so nice yeah i have to so, yeah. the Kenyan people are really nice i don't think i met anyone who was really rude no not at all I mean, mind you, mind you, the drivers in Nairobi, like, that's a whole different. <laughs> Again, though, if people were driving like that in the States, there would be accidents every five feet. One. So they're, it's crazy, but they know enough how to drive that they avoid accidents. Does, uh, Nairobi. Yeah, and they also don't have, like, stoplights. They only have speed bumps. So, like, you just go for driving for hours and hours and just you not see one or just go over these speed bumps. It was wild. Yeah. Does it, does Nairobi still smell? It always, to me, I've been, it smells like, like exhaust fumes and just gasoline. We didn't spend like a ton of time in Nairobi. You couldn't I mean, smell just, that getting like out. <laughs> yeah. It just was so like the smell I of, smell no, I didn't smell anything. Really? Maybe yeah. maybe they've yeah. cleaned up since I've been. People, that was a while ago, though, right? Yeah, ten years ago. I don't know. But they've cleaned it up a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, I just I always thought it was fascinating too driving from Nairobi to the Mara. Is that what you guys did? I'm assuming the drive. Um, we did. Yeah, we we did Nairobi to Ambaselli. Ambaselli. Do we go back up to Nairobi? Yeah. yeah. 
I, we went back to Nairobi for whatever, Sheldrick. Oh, the, she- yeah, the David we Sheldrick, Nakuru. yeah. Okay. Yep. And then and we went then... to Naivasha and Nakuru. No, then we went to Samburu. Samburu first. Samburu. That was above the equator, which was, was that before crazy. the lakes or after the lakes? That was before the lakes. Right, Samburu and then those. Samburu was hot. It was so hot. It was so hot. Also, Samburu was like um, way out there. I think it was like a six hour drive north of Nairobi. Um, and it was definitely very isolated. And you could tell like the <laughs> baboons and the monkeys just were so excited to have people there that they could steal their food from <laughs> because there was nobody there. Oh! Oh my god. The so I think when we first got there we were the only ones there at lunch. Yeah. <laughs> and um the like the people that worked there were kind of hanging out around our table and we're like, this is kinda weird. And one of the guys had a slingshot and this vervet was just like hanging out and being cute and jumped up on the table that was like kind of across from us. And Shay had gotten up to go get something. And this vervet came sprinting at our table, jumped up on the thing and like grabbed her roll or something and darted off. <laughs> it was his tail like hit me as he like ricocheted <laughs> off of me. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was crazy. So they had the slingshots because the vervets legit like will rush you. And yep. then I th- it was either late. I think it was later. We were all screaming because one tried to do the same thing as the Evans. But Evans is like cool and he knows what's going on. So he just like face palmed it basically or like smacked oh it out of the air. Oh my gosh. Oh. And they told us they were like, you need to like make sure your doors are locked and shut and everything. And this place was beautiful. It was so pretty. We had these like you could look over on these porches. You could it was literally in the national parks. So you could see like elephants from our porches and stuff. And so this was like right when we first got there and me and Rebecca, my roommate, were just like on the porch like admiring how beautiful it was. <laughs> She turns around and she starts screaming, the monkey, the monkey, he's, he's, he stole our money. And I was like, what is going on? And I turned around and she's like running and I see the doors wide open and I just see this monkey tail and I see all this stuff on our desk just thrown about all over oh the place. Oh my and God. Like, just yelling and screaming. And she's like, he's got our money, he's got our money. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh my gosh. And we see it. He's with all his other little vervet friends, and they, they're holding a bunch of sugar packets from our desk where the, like, coffee and sugar was. But apparently she had been told that, like, one of her friends who went to Kenya had their, like, wallet stolen by the booze. But <laughs> 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 the monkey came in to steal our money. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's so funny. That's so funny. Oh, they, were, they were wild. They were all over the place. You have to watch out for them. We had to make sure our doors were shut so they could just come. That's so crazy. We had, a, we had a baboon jump in our vehicle and steal someone's lunch. And I was terrified. It was a female with a baby underneath her. And she jumped in the, you know, in the vehicle. And I was with another lady. It was just us. And like, you know, being the man, I'm supposed to do something. But I didn't do anything. I was like, what do you do? Like, what do you do? Like, we both just froze. And she took the lunch and went out the window. And it, that's that was that. <laughs> if there's nothing i mean it's terrible i mean people tell you stories like that and you're like oh i'm sure but then when you're in that situation you're like oh my oh, god actually yeah yeah so yep. so you said Sam- yep. samburu what that sounds like a fun place to go though if there aren't as many tourists it's just hot and i know johnny from our other podcast yeah, you don't like the like heat very, 
I think it's a very like under visited park in comparison to a bunch of the other ones because it's so far away. Like not as many people go there. So like it was, that was where we saw the least amount of view. Like we were by ourselves the vast majority of the time. And we saw like, obviously the cheetahs were super cool. We saw so many elephants up close. Really? Like, tons yeah. of baboons. Yeah. It was, nuts. it was like out of a movie. We would be driving in the vehicle and we would just turn the corner and there's this massive male elephant. Like how, how are you just there? Yeah, there's there. this like giant river that goes through the park. So like a lot of the park is like kind of like brushland, but as you get to the river, there's like palm trees and like you feel like you're in a rainforest and it's like covered trails. So that's when we turn or turn and there'd just be like elephants just boom, popping out yeah. of the middle yeah. of nowhere. They also have grevy zebras there. That's one of the only places you can see grevies. Oh. So we saw a lot of grevy zebras there too, which was super cool. Yeah, definitely recommend to yeah. go to Samburu. That was like, I think one of my favorite parts was Samburu. Oh, yeah, because like... that was, I said that I worked with, um, I worked with Vonderdecken hornbills. Samburu had a ton of Vonderdeckens um, and yellow builds and red build hornbills. But I like, every single time we saw the Vonderdeckens, I was freaking out. Um, but yeah, the only thing I disliked about Samburu was the heat. But... <laughs> It was hot. I, would, I think I took a shower one night. I took a shower like three times throughout the night because I was so hot. Okay, so when you go, like, obviously, like, African can be hot. Um, and then Sambru is at the equator, so even more hot. But I'm glad we weren't there during their summer or else I probably would have died. Um, <laughs> but anywhere we went, there are these tents. Or it, I think there was only one place that we stayed that had AC. Um, but everywhere has like windows and there are nets over the windows and you also have mosquito nets you put around your bed. For whatever reason, Samburu was like, no, we're not doing this. There are no mosquito nets. There are monkeys that are going to come in your room. So you have to keep all the doors shut. So there's zero airflow coming through the whole room. Zero. And they have this insanely powered fan that's like probably the best ceiling fan i've ever seen in my whole life like if it flies off someone is not surviving like nuts and it would keep you so cool but like all the other places they would cut off the power at nighttime yeah so you'd fall asleep under the fan yeah like basically <laughs> nothing because that's the only thing you could do to go to sleep you would wake up as soon as the power would go off because you would wake up and you'd look up and this the ceiling fan would still be spinning but it just is in the process of slowing down and yep. it would get so hot so fast you would just wake up it was awful <laughs> yep yep i remember they'd always sh shut off the generators at our camp at like 11 o'clock at night and i remember my professor was so mad because it took three days to get the beer cold because it like literally like they would shut oh, off they'd shut off everything like the drinks they would shut them off like by the third day the beer was semi drinkable but you just got That's used to so drinking cool. warm beer whatever you wanted to drink well, apparently, that, Evan told us that that is how you're supposed to drink beer. Like, he's like, I don't understand why all the Americans want all their drinks cold. Like, oh. we got him a cold Tuskers after Tusker. he saved yep. people from the Lions. Yep. And he was like, uh, I, I actually going to go ask for a warm one. Here, do you want this cold one? Because oh. like, he doesn't like, yeah. they don't like their drinks cold. So, yeah, that's a thing. It hurts their throat because they're not used to drinking cold stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Evans is crazy. You have to. Evans is crazy. There was nothing better than an ice cold Tusker at the end of the day. I. He was like a, a room temperature Tuskers. Yes, yeah. thank you. Did, did Did you guys Did you like the Tuskers? Yeah, I loved it. 
I don't like beer, so I did not. (laughs) I don't think, I don't, I don't even, I don't drink anymore. So I'm sure if I had to sip, I'd probably be like, oh my God. But I remember at the time they were, they were great. And I guess the guy who invented the Tusker, they told me was gored to death by an elephant or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They told you that too. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. Um, I don't, speaking of drinks though, that was like something, I don't know if we've all learned it, but one of our servers at, the last spot that we were at, one of the last places, was kind of shocked because they always offer or serve hot milk oh. with coffee. Makes sense because your <laughs> coffee's hot. Yeah. And so they, we said something to one of our servers about how, like, oh, yeah, in the U.S. it's, like, cold or sometimes even chilled. And he was like, what? But it makes your coffee cold. And we're like, yeah. I don't – Americans don't know what they're doing. They like to <laughs> – what like so they always offer warm milk or hot milk or something to keep it warm (laughs) yeah that is that's interesting what about what about tea time we we always had tea time did evans do that too huge thing yeah 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 there was always like before we'd go out on our afternoon drives they would always have like coffee and tea with like biscuits and stuff i drink the Canadian tea is pretty good that's actually what i drank a lot of was like the tea with the hot milk (laughs) i did too tea with milk i never thought i'd like it it was not bad The last month, that's all I've been drinking is milk. Yes, really. You're like a 90 year old woman. (laughs) This morning, this morning I had some hot tea with some warm milk. That is so. I did take some of the like Kenyan tea packets home because I was like, "This is." Oh, I do too. They're in my book bag still. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, now speaking about that, how was the 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 food? Was the food good? Questionable. It was good. I'm. I was a vegetarian for the past, I don't know, 15 years. Um, but oh. when I was about to go to Namibia, I started transitioning to eating more meat. And I'm really glad that I did because, like, they had – obviously, they had, like, a lot of non-meat things. But most of the meals were pretty hearty and, like, meat and potatoes. And it was – they did, like, full English breakfasts and stuff. Um, mm. They had a lot of, like, Indian food as yep. well, which I love Indian food so that was really yummy always had soup every every meal soup i have never oh. eaten so much soup in my entire life really i did that <laughs> but it was always pretty good it was it was hard when it was like at samburu and we were so hot we're like more i think soup. i was one time and it made me too hot and i was like never again am i eating soup in here you're like i'm never. good i'm good yeah. I'm good. I I remember I was eating I think kebabs one night, and then someone mentioned like how was the goat, and I was like, Bleh! like, <laughs> I, was like <laughs> I was like I'm done, <laughs> like I'm so like, and I know goats like the most consumed people love they love goat is the most consumed oh, meat. Yeah, they, love they love it, and I know it's like not that big. I couldn't tell, but anyway, it just grossed me out. <laughs> Yeah, know. everything we had was good, but unfortunately, I think uh, Evans actually, he sat us down and had a conversation <laughs> with us about how, like, if we go back again, that we need to book it through him or through his company, because since we booked it through the um, travel agency, mm. we could only really do, like, the set things with him. He couldn't take us anywhere other than what was, like, on the itinerary, so we never really got a chance to go out and try, like, real Kenyan like, or anything yeah. that wasn't like at the like resorts and stuff um, yeah okay so he's like you really like you came this time you saw all the animals you wanted to see like next time you come you're gonna really see like the Kenyan culture like that's what we're gonna do and I'm like that sounds super fun <laughs> that's awesome and what what was Evan's company again 
Um, it was Pullman's, P-O-L-L-M-A-N-S. Pullman's. And that's the company, the safari company? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Oh, wow. Good to know. He might have some listeners who might go to Kenya and be like, we want Evans. We've heard great things. Yes. And he's friends with us on Facebook and Instagram. So if you need to like find him and make sure it's Evan. <laughs> we can really get on there, but. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, that's amazing. So, okay, so you did, I know we're almost, we're actually uh, past an hour. So just really quick. Okay, you guys did Samburu. You also did Ambicelli. You saw the amazing Kilimanjaro in the background. Was it everything you dreamed about? Beautiful, yeah. Awesome. And it was visible every day. Uh, every single day we were there, which apparently doesn't happen very often. Yep. We went to a Maasai tribe in Ambicelli as well. Okay. Cool. And made some lifelong friends. Yes. How was that? Of added us on Instagram. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird that you're like in Africa and you're like in this Maasai village? I remember I was in one and then one of them pulled out a, a cell phone and I'm like, what? They know like, like totally. It's so weird. It's crazy. I think it was weird because I think Paul had a phone, but he was like, do you have Instagram? And he made, he gave me a stick and had me etch my Instagram handle on his arm. Oh my gosh. There you go. I didn't know he did that. He gave me a stick and made me etch it in his arm. I was like, okay. That was funny. Wow. Yeah, so we went there. We did Samburu. Um, we did Naivasha and now, Nakuru. Naivasha. Did you like Lake Naivasha? <laughs> First off, the place that we stayed was <laughs> nuts. They have a tree right outside the, the place that had a bunch of colobus monkeys. Yep. Um, you had to have an escort at night because the hippos all yep. come up into the yard. Um, and then when we were being escorted back, they said, oh, do you want to see the giraffe sleeping and turn his flashlight on? And they were just totally passed out in the yard. Oh, asleep. Yes. Giraffes laying down, passed out. So many hippos. I love hippos. Oh, I love that. Now, where did you stay in at Lake Navasha? Do you remember the place? I think it was called like Lake Naivasha. Oh wait, hold on. I still have my itinerary. Let me go grab it. Yeah, we we stayed at the El- uh, Elsamir Field Study Center. Does that? It does... was nuts. No, it was it's something Sopa Lodge, but we it was so crazy that we looked up the price and in the busy season it's like just under five hundred dollars a night to stay there. Really? So I think because of COVID, fucked out with the prices. Insane. Wow. I think it was just like Lake Naivasha. Sopo Lounge, right? Oh, I think so. I love Lake yeah. Navasha. I, I loved it. That was such a fun surprise for me. And I, I'm obsessed with hippos. They're one of my favorite animals. So plenty of hippos at night. It's yeah, terrifying. Yeah, hippos go there for sure. Yeah. Also, yeah, they told us like part of the reason why all the like animals get so close and stuff is there are no like predators there. So like oh. the animals, they don't really fear anything. So like you, that's why they're all, all so close to everyone and everything. Because there's no okay. predators in the area. Yeah, because they also, other than like those guys, all up in the yard of the hotel, there were a bunch of water buck and zebra. Yep. Um, and they would just like hang out. And we had sometimes like one of the escorts would be roaming in the daytime too, and he'd walk us around. And he'd walked me and Faith and Shay, I think. Like he was like, "Oh, do you want to get closer to the zebra for a picture?" And we're like, "Okay." And we were like, ah, "Pretty far away." And he was like, "No, you can get closer." And we're like, "Okay, no closer." Oh, okay. <laughs> like right up on it. But like we just got way closer than we thought we'd be able to. And like the zebra wouldn't even pay any attention to us. 
Yeah, I never, I guess that makes sense because they don't have any predators there. That totally yeah. makes sense because I remember we saw Giraffe and, did you guys go to Hell's Gate National Park? No, um, we did not. Oh. I would love to, though. Hell's I hear Gate. it's hot, though. It is hot. The only park where you can walk around in Kenya without, like, being, you're not in a vehicle. You just walk. I really wanted to go do that and do the, like, bike riding. Yes, the bike riding and see. We'll do that when we go back. Yes. Yeah, and you could see rock. <laughs> you could see rock high racks there, which I know you we saw anyway. Where, where did in you see Samburu. the high in Samburu? Samburu. Okay, yep. Sa- Samburu sounds like it's a place to go. So, okay, so you saw. Okay, so you, so you went uh, Lake Navasha, Samburu, and Amboseli, yep. and then you went to the Mara. Yep. Yep. And then we spent the last three days at the Mara, and then yeah, we spent. A day in Nairobi to go to Sheldricks, which was super cool. I don't know if you guys talked about this before I got on, but we went and we did. They have like their um, public viewing every morning for only like a half hour to like see the elephants feeding, and then they also have in the afternoon you can do like a VIP experience where you have to um, donate nine hundred dollars oh. um, to do this like private thing. Um, well, but I highly recommend it because we split it between the six of us. It was only like 150 bucks for that. And then they it's just you guys. So nobody else is there. Oh. And you have the like the keepers there that will talk to you and tell you all about the elephants. And they all come in from the national park. All these little baby elephants just running in and then getting oh, their man. milk and everything. It was so crazy. Oh. And then they let us just go in there with them for like 10 minutes. <laughs> just like hang oh. out with 20 orphaned elephants. It was like the most insane thing I've ever done. Like just being around all these orphans and elephants. Like, I don't know. That was so weird. That was something that didn't, I didn't think I would ever do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was super cool. And, and that place is super awesome. And I can't recommend it highly enough. Like the work that they do is insane. Like Mm -hmm. every single elephant that has come through their orphanage has been successfully reintroduced to the wild. Every single one. Wow. crazy that's crazy like they spend the the elephants will stay at the orphanage for like about five years and then they'll relocate them to Savo National Park um, which is like the biggest national park and they have like other bases down in Savo where they'll watch the elephants for another like five to six years Mm because they don't automatically like just get accepted by these wild herds so Mm -hmm. they'll usually try to release them in like pairs from the orphanage that kind of like grew up together Um, but then they'll monitor them for yeah the extra amount of time until they finally are accepted into a wild herd which is crazy crazy yeah. like that's just amazing conservation yeah. like yeah that, that works so successfully and that they're able to save all these i think there's been like 85 maybe maybe more i don't know I feel, maybe it was 85 like this year i don't know <laughs> i'm like how old the numbers? it was insane an insane amount of elephants that they saved just by doing the great work that they do. So highly recommend if anyone goes to Kenya, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know they had the VIP experience when I went, I think it was just in the afternoon and they had us behind a rope and then you waited and the elephants came from the forest. It was so cute. Like in a line, you just wait and they just all come and they have their caretakers. And that was pretty cool. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I really did. Tell, tell me about the Mara really quick. Cause that was, that's my favorite place in the world. The Masai Mara, by the way, it's like the, I mean, that's the classic, when you think of a National Geographic special, the open plains, Serengeti, yeah. that's that's what the Mara is for listeners, but just be It was amazing. That was like, on our, on our was first day, we yeah. saw the, all the big five, like in the first, like what, two hours or something? That was our last day. 
our oh, last, last day, we solved all five within the first two hours. Yeah, which is insane because it's also like really hard to see black rhinos in the Mara because there's mm -hmm. not that many of them. But like that was the first thing we saw that morning. <laughs> really <laughs> crazy. Yeah. And, yeah, that's, and that's where we saw the like six leopards. We saw Ugh. so many lions. Rubbing so it. So many in... lions. <sighs> Yeah, well, I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we was, that, saw... I think, was that where the lions, they were watching the zebra, but they ended up not going after them? And then the <laughs> warthog. ruined it. Because that was the warthog. Eat the warthog. <laughs> oh, yeah, my. we really thought we were going to see some lions hunting the zebra who just did not see the lions at all. And we were yeah. like, oh, waiting for it, waiting for it. And then this young lion was just getting really excited about this warthog and got up to try to chase the warthog. And then ruined it because the zebras saw yeah. Yeah. Uh -oh. their cover. Oh man! <laughs> then the zebras knew, and then one of them just stared at the lions for a while. Mm -hmm. But then they all were like, oh, "Okay, whatever," and kept going. Yeah, we but saw. We saw a zebra with a giant piece of its like hip missing. Oh and my god! So much carnage. Lots, lots of carnage. We saw um, three <laughs> cheetahs, and then we had also heard about. National Geographic, who had been following this mom cheetah for like months, who was pregnant. And so um, we got a call. We were like driving by and we saw this like vehicle like off the side of the road, like far away. And we're like, what's that? And then they like wave at us. And it was the National Geographic guy. And under this tree was the was the pregnant cheetah. So we like slowly like sh she was she was hidden under the tree and stuff but it was super cool um and then i actually a week after we left um i found out through instagram and everyone kind of like follows the cheetahs of the mara that she had her cubs like a week after we left so yeah. that was super cool so i'm excited like when national geographic comes out with a special we can be like oh my gosh we saw her You're there <laughs> yeah that's cool that he called you over too you know what i mean yeah. that's so cool be like oh come check this out yeah, it was super. And that was one also. We were the only ones there. There was no other spot. Mm -hmm. Just us. Because yeah. <laughs> we were talking about like being considerate of the animals. Like a lot of times, a lot of the animals, you'll stay there for a while. But like we weren't even there for that long. And Evans was like, oh, okay, we're going to go. Because you don't want to like, A, sure. she's pregnant. So you don't want the extra stress. But yeah. So they're very, very considerate of all the animals. That's amazing. Did you see a bunch I of... I think Mara was my favorite part because we just saw so many cats there. So mm -hmm. many cats. Like, that's where we saw the most amount of cats, yeah. which was super, super cool. And I, I definitely... And, yeah. the and the leopards just rubbing that in. I'll tell you what, though. we I've, I have seen black rhino a few times in the Mara, and I remember my friends, like, that's luckier to see a rhino than, like, he said he would trade, yeah. like, 10 leopard sightings for a black rhino sighting in the Mara. Because when I was yeah. there, I think they said there were only 25, and that was 10 years yeah. ago. So it's probably yeah, so not even that. Better. No, not at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the Mara is super cool. I definitely want to go back. I feel like you could spend, like, a whole week at the Mara because oh, it's so yeah. huge. <laughs> yeah, that was – I think if I go back, I'd want to stay longer in the Mara because I think I think yeah. I was I, I was there five days last time and three the other time. But I think you could spend a whole week. There's so much. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was nuts, though, because I think – what was it? A couple weeks after we got back, someone had sent something to our group text – there was like, I think you spend five days in the Mara and it includes basically everything that we had done for almost two weeks, traveling all across Kenya. And it costs like two or $300 more than what we paid for everything. And it was just like four or five days in the Mara. 
Yeah. It was nuts. Yeah, it's like, like I've already gone back up. Yeah. yeah, you guys got a killer deal. Really quick, did you guys see hyenas? I love hyenas. No one ever talks oh, about so hyenas. Many. See, Everywhere. so many. We saw one in the Mara with fresh little babies. Oh yeah, oh, she had the cutest little, little pups. They were so they were still like yeah. all black with their little paws. We saw yeah. so many hyenas. <laughs> yeah, I think everywhere we went, we saw hyenas. Really, yeah. I in love Ampicelli, hyenas. In Ampicelli, we saw hyenas with a um, warthog carcass. So they were. That's one of my favorite pictures I took was this hyena running away from his friends who were trying to steal it from him with like the skull, but you can still see the snout sticking out of his oh, mouth. Oh my god, like, the warthog snout. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, there was um, one of the places where all you guys took those pictures that Evans got excited about. Um, <laughs> we kept seeing all these hyenas, like, kind of dispersed and kind of hanging out and waiting. And then we were, I think, driving down this hill, and we saw this massive male lion with a fresh kill. I don't remember if it was wow. a wolf. I think it was a dead wildebeest. Yeah, um, it was a huge was like All the hyenas were just kind of hanging out around waiting because i think it must have just happened because he seemed very hot and very out of breath yeah um so they were just kind of waiting they were, like, they were, they were ready to come in and steal it from him <laughs> oh my gosh that just sounds so yeah. wild so favorite park andy you said was the mara johnny favorite park if you had to pick one oh i guess samburu minus the heat it was cool Samburu minus all the vonder deck okay not equator Okay, Samburu <laughs> minus the heat. What was the one park that you could do without next time? Without uh, Nakuru. Really? Okay. Like it was yeah, cool. Nakuru is cool. I'm glad we went. I mean, that's where we saw the most black rhinos. Yeah. So I wouldn't say I wouldn't want to go. I don't know. I maybe I would just like have more time in the Mara and less time in Ambicelli would probably be the only thing. <laughs> Ambicelli was super cool, but like it was very like we saw the same things consistently pretty much every day, whereas I feel like it was a lot more like varied in the Mara and stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't not do any of the things that we did. They were yeah. also awesome. Was in how long... we really want to go to Savo when we go back. Oh Savo. Oh yeah I really, really... Want to go to Savo. but here's the deal. I want I I want to stay at the man eaters camp where the Savo man eaters, you know, the two lions, they have the camp. Yeah. It's called man eaters camp. I want to stay in that camp. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. We were some of the areas where we were driving, like he was telling us that the railroad we were seeing was the railroad that was being built. Um, when they all came and ate everybody, but he was talking <laughs> about how like crazy, like they, a lot of people don't really like going to Savo because the elephants and the lions there are all really mean. And the leopards. Remember they were telling us about that guy that got eaten by a leopard there? Oh. oh. Didn't it, like, yeah, apparently all the animals there are like real wild. Yeah. 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 I, I don't think of think of wild animals yeah i have a friend who grew born grew up in africa and he said savo is more rugged africa it's not yeah. he said the mara's like your dizzy disney picturesque savo is hot a lot of shrub land it's not thorny bushes it's not it's more wild rough rugged africa yeah. sounds fun yeah one of the things that i always, i keep posting i think a lot of pictures or videos about it is like you always think of it's like Disney-esque, like, oh, animals in the wild. But it's literally everywhere you look, it's just dead bodies and skeletons. Carcasses. Oh. Just bones. There's a skull. There's a bone. There's a head that's just got killed. Like, just oh. dead things everywhere. Yeah. Littered. Really? Did you? 
Oh. Everywhere. It was oh. cool. It was, it was cool. cool. Now, we were trying to do like carnage counts. Carnage, carnage. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys see? Did you see any like remnants of the of of the migration of the wildebeest and zebra left in the Mara, or had they the you know, majority maybe left? That's, maybe that's why there was so much carnage. I bet. I bet that was a huge reason yeah. why we saw so much carnage. Yeah, because... we saw. Yeah, a lot looked like fresh wildebeest. There was like a couple of buffalo skulls too. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I bet a lot of that was probably from from everything. It was cool. Again, we were like super into it. Yeah. We're like, stop, let's take this cool skeleton. <laughs> and there was a couple like elephant like leg bones, I think, what? that we saw. Or, oh, yeah. um, a couple of like giraffe skeletons. I think we saw some giraffe skulls too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That was cool. That is great. Yeah. Yeah. Nat- all the things. Yeah. Nature's, it's not like the Disney. It, it is, it's rough. Nature is metal. I know that's like an Instagram page, but it's. It's oh, yes, nature is metal. Yeah, yeah, it's rough. I had I think my friend Jerry, he runs the Wild Eye Safari Company, but he was just in the I think he was in the Mara and just posted one of the most horrific things I've ever seen on Instagram. And I know he put one of those warnings. And you know, like I feel like when people put those warnings, everyone wants to watch, right? It's like warning this and it's sensitive <laughs> content. Yeah. But yours aren't I mean, I, I just saw yours. I gave it a like. I was like, Oh yeah, it's I just saw it. That it was already dead. It was of two male lions eating a hippo that was still alive. And yeah. in the caption, he said the hippo had been alive. They watched it for three hours and it was still alive. And I just was like, I like was like, oh my god. That is like the most horrific. But it made me realize this is nature. It's like circle of life. It is yeah. not it is yeah. it's it's wild. It's not pretty. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. No. It's not. I'm yeah. ha- even uh, like, even like with that, the mom and her four cheetah cubs. Like, I, she probably had had more. Like, I mean, that's something with cheetahs. Like, only ten percent of cubs make it to adulthood. So, like, she mm-hmm. only had four. She probably had like six when they were born. And then when I zoomed in on the pictures later of the cubs, I could tell one of them had like all these like bumps on its back. And I zoomed in, and it looked like there were like little maggots coming out of it. Like, oh. I was like. Ugh this cub's probably not going to make it like that. The chances of this cub making it that much farther are not high. And like, that's the thing. And there's like, you know, flies everywhere, maggots everywhere. Like it's, it's rough. It's rough. Out there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, and that's something too. Like, I, I know like people have a lot of different opinions about zoos and stuff, but I was like, man, our cheetahs live the good life. Like, they don't have to worry about any of this stuff. They don't have to worry about ticks. They don't have to worry about finding their next meal. Like, they, yeah, like, it's it's rough out there for- I forgot people. about the ticks. Ticks on, yeah. every, like, you could, they were so, so big, you can see them from a distance on animals. Yeah. All those baby elephants that we got to see at Sheldrick, like, um, they like to be pet up under their ear. Their ears were just like ticks. What? Everywhere. Really? Yeah, on everything. Like the insides yeah. of all the lion's legs Ugh. were just covered in ticks. Yeah, yep. I forgot about that. Yeah. I, animal <laughs> I never disgusting. noticed ticks. I'll have to look yeah. next time. I mean, that, yeah. oh my yeah. God. Yeah, I, yeah, Africa is not, and that is I, I kind of interesting when we made that correlation with zoos and stuff, and people who are anti-zoo want to put all the animals out in the wild and live in this great utopia, and it's, man, the wild's rough. I mean, that, yeah, I mean, yeah. lions live a rough life. Wild yeah. 
Yeah, it does not. Yeah, does not sound good. Well, I'll tell you what. Thank you guys so much for telling me about your Africa trip. I know we probably just scraped the surface. Thank you for staying up late. Where where can my listeners follow each of you and see some more photos of your Africa trip? Uh, I'm on Instagram, Andy underscore Panda with IE. Um, and then I, I don't post as much on TikTok, but on TikTok, I'm Zookeeper Andy. Why so. not? You have a huge following on TikTok. You're blowing up. I don't know. I feel like TikTok is just like, it's really hard to post posts all the time. There, it's a lot of work. And most of the time they don't go anywhere anymore. So I'm just like, eh, I like pictures. Instagram's my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Same. Um, I'm Zookeeper Johnny, J-A-W-N-I-E, both on instagram and tiktok but i also like don't really post on there anymore sometimes i accidentally click on the app and i'm like no i didn't want on here and I'm like, oh no <laughs> i don't know why but yeah you can find me on both but mostly on instagram awesome well thank you guys so much will you join me for a couple minutes for the after show and if you have to go to bed andy i totally get it no, you're good. I'm good. I'm up. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, if you want to join us for the after show, all you have to do is head on over to animals, or excuse me, page. Sorry. It's like late here too. All you have to do is head on over to patreon.com slash animals to the max. There we go. And I will include the links in the show notes. With that said, let's head on over to the after show. Woo. Thanks for listening to the Animals to the Max podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with friends and family. Also, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. It really helps me out. As always, if you have any guest suggestions, if you want to email me personally, head on over to CorbinMaxi.com. And if you haven't already, check out our social channels. You can follow me at CorbinMaxi on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll talk to you next time.